Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. All right, we're beginning a brand new series today called Wiser. Okay, now when I said that, how many of you wish somebody else was here today? <laughs> okay, there's about three of us that's on it today. Like, I know somebody needs to hear that. Uh, well, today we're, we're beginning a series, uh, Wiser. And it, you know what? If, I could, if, if God would grant you one prayer request, like you could ask God for anything, don't, don't answer this out loud, but in your mind, what would that be? You know, what would it be? Would you ask God, okay, God, let me win the lottery. You know, maybe you'd ask God, God, let me grow hair. Okay, just a thought. Maybe, maybe you would pray, God, maybe you'd pray, God, you know, give me a new body. God, give me new parents. <laughs> God, give me a new child. You know, God, give me a new teacher. Give me a new, give me a new uh, professor. Give me a new employer. I don't know. Well, there was a Bible, a guy in the Bible who actually, God come down and said, hey, if you could ask for anything, what would it be? I want to give it to you. And that guy's name was Solomon. And Solomon asked God for wisdom. Now, let me tell you who Solomon is. Maybe you're not familiar with, the, with church or anything like that, but there's a guy in the Bible named David who was David and Goliath. Remember that story, David and Goliath? Uh, it's been a part of songs and plays and all that. Well, David, that guy that was David that killed Goliath, he grew up and he became king of Israel. And he had a son. His son name was Solomon. And so Solomon, uh, when he became king, God says, Solomon, I'll give you whatever you desire, whatever you ask for. And he said, okay, God, I'll take wisdom. And God was so like, wow, wisdom. He said, yeah, I'll take wisdom, God. Over money, over fame, over fortune, over any of that stuff, I'll take wisdom. And here's what happened. When Solomon got wisdom, he got all the other stuff. And so today, wisdom is important. So this guy, Solomon, I want to talk to you about, actually wrote this book of Proverbs. He wrote all this, took all this wisdom that God gave him, and he wrote the book of Proverbs, and God had it placed inside of his holy book. So we're going to talk about that this morning. So I have three questions I'm going to ask you, then I'm going to give you three responses, and we're out of here. Ready? The first question is this that we want to ask is, what is wisdom? You know, in your mind right now, you're thinking, what is wisdom? Well, let me tell you what it's not. Wisdom is not a high IQ. Do you know that? It's not knowledge. I know a lot of smart people made some dumb decisions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's some people that, like, come on now, listen. All through high school and in college, you was on the dean's list, you was on the principal, and now you did that, what? A lot of smart people make. And then it's not common sense either because there's a lot of people that, you know, claim to have common sense that do dumb things sometimes. And so what is wisdom? And here's, here's a definition I have for you. It's, it's coming up on the screen. It's on your outline. I, I want you to take it home, but it's this. Wisdom is seeing and responding to life from God's perspective. Wisdom is seeing and responding to life 
from God's perspective. From God's perspective. Now, would you agree with me that a lot of people live today by feelings, what they feel? Remember, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've heard people, but I've had a lot of people come to me, and I'm sure you've had a lot of people come to you who's made dumb decisions. And you go like, man, what was you thinking? You know, what's going on? They would say, well, I don't know. Just at the moment, it felt right. They would say, it felt right. And it wasn't right, but it felt right. And, and here's what I want to tell you. Look what the Proverbs says. Proverbs 14 and 12, the smartest man who ever lived. Look what he said about that. He says this, there is a way that what? Seems, okay, okay, before that word seems, don't you just write the word feels, because that's another word for it, feels, all right? So there's a way that seems right or feels right to a man or a woman, but at the end, the Bible says, but in the end, it leads to what? Death, it leads to death. So this is what I want to do. I have a little Jeffism I'd like to give you right now. Okay, this is a Jeffism. That is this. If you live by what you feel, if you live by your feelings, let me just make sure I quote it right. If you live by what you feel, in the end, you'll get a bad deal. Okay, let me say it one more time, all right? Jeffism, all right? I wrote it down, I'm telling you. If you live by what you feel, in the end, you'll get a bad deal. Now listen, I know that's corny. That's so corny, you can take that home and pop it, right? It's not... <laughs> you guys are getting here. That's right. I know some of you wrote that down, and you, you want to go post it on your Facebook wall. That's okay, and you can take the credit. You just put your name, like, you just say, oh, my quote of the day is, you know, if I live by what I feel in the end, I get a bad deal. I don't, you don't even have to give me credit, all right? Please don't give me credit. <laughs> so it's wisdom. Wisdom is, what, remember we said wisdom. Wisdom is seeing and responding to life from God's perspective. Okay, the second question that we want to ask is this. What will wisdom do for me? What will it do for me? And I'm glad you asked because the you know, I'm not going to give you a Jeffism for that. I'm going to give you the wisest man that ever lived, what he said, and the smartest man that ever lived. This is what he says you get with wisdom. Look at it with me. It's in Proverbs 3, 16 through 18. And I want you to read out loud what's underlined, okay? When we get there. You ready? Here we go. Wisdom offers you long life. That's a pretty good deal, right? As well as... Wealth and honor. I mean, are you perking up already? Long life, wealth and honor. Wealth and honor. That means that I don't have to do all those uh, crazy, uh, you know, diets and all that stuff. I just get longer life. Wealth and honor. Here we go. Wisdom can make your life. Hey, man, I'm, I mean, I, are you hearing this? Everything we want. He goes on to say, your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. Those who become wise are... Happy, let's read the rest of it. Wisdom will give them life. So notice that he says you're going to get long life, you're going to get wealth and health, and you get every, everything. All comes through wisdom. You know, I actually read of an insurance report that was done several years ago that said this, that a person who actually attends church weekly and, and is involved in it like a, 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 a connect group, a small group or something like that, live 6.7 years longer than those that don't. 
6.7 years longer. I don't know about you, man, but I just want you to know, just because I love you, I'm opening up the doors every Sunday. Okay, you didn't think one person thought that was funny. Thank you. But I want you to do, you know, and so I give you, um, the reason I say that is because, um, is that in your, you know, in your program, there is a, there's an outline there in your program, or not outline, but there is a list of groups that meet every week, and we'd like to give you the opportunity to become a part of one of those groups we call SCC groups here, to meet every week, so that you can live longer. And if you'd like to be a part of one of those, just write it down on this card right here, okay? Okay, now let's look at the next verse here. The Bible says this, or actually the next question. So we said the two questions we've asked go forward, what is wisdom? And then we ask the question, what will wisdom do for me? So the third question is this, is how do I get wisdom? How do I get wisdom? That's the third question. And so I want to give you the how I'm getting, I just got real bright up here. This is bright, you guys, I'm sort of, my head's shining a little bit. Okay. The third question is how do I get wisdom? I want to tell you this before I go into anything else, okay, because you're going to check out. Before you check out, I want to tell you that people say, I check out on when it comes to this part, it's because it's usually too complicated. I can't get it, right? There's the, I, I can't get it. It's too complicated. Then there's the other side that says it's too simple that it just won't work. And so those are the two things that's going to come to your brain when I start giving you the how to get wisdom. You're either going to go, oh, that's too complicated or that won't work. Today, I want to tell you, because I'm a simple person, I'm going to lean more into the simple side, all right? So I'm just asking you not to check out on me when I give you these next three things that can bring wisdom into your life and give you everything that the Bible just said, you know, health, honor, all that stuff, long life, it'll give it to you. So here's number one. Would you write this down? The first thing I want you to write down is this, is read or listen to God's Word. Read or listen to God's Word. As you write that down, look at, look at the verse, Proverbs 1 and 2 through 4, it says this, Proverbs will teach you wisdom and self-control and how to understand sayings with what? Deep meaning, okay? Now, watch, now this uh, next sentence here, watch it because he begins to tell you what you're going to get to. Here's another benefit. You will learn what is right and honest and fair. Okay, now that's getting good, all right? Now look at the next line, all right? The next line, look what it says. From these, an ordinary person can learn to be what? Now just turn to your neighbor and say, hey, there's hope for you. <laughs> an ordinary person can learn to be smart. I'm not kidding. Listen, I'm not kidding you. If you want to move up and you want more respect, you want more honor, you want more, you just get into the Bible. You start reading the Bible and you're going to get what you need to know. Now look at the next line. Watch this. The next line. And young people can gain knowledge and what? How about that? Shoot, I wish mom and parents would have read this. They tried to beat good sense into me. Boy, I'm going to tear you up. Right? And, and, and yeah, I wish my parents... But I want to... So if you're a parent here today, what do you want to do? You want to go get your old Bible and just start cutting out scriptures and just put them all over the house right there. Because your kid needs some good sense, right? 
So the Bible says, hey, ordinary people can become smart, and it can give you good sense. Young people can have good sense. And now, what is good sense? They don't make all the mistakes everybody else is making. And so that's what the Bible promises us, is good sense. Now, look at the next verse with me. 2 Timothy 3.16, it says this. The whole Bible was given to us by what? Okay, so it wasn't given inspiration from me. It's an inspiration from God. God inspired. God spoke to people and said, write this down. Write this down. Okay, this is inspired by God. Look at this. It is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong where? In our lives, right? It's wrong in our lives. The Bible is not given for you to take out on somebody else. You know, listen, when I was growing up, people like swung the Bible at me. You ever had somebody do that to you? I mean, like, they just sort of, they call Bible thumpers. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, they would, they would, like, pull the whole King James translation out on me. All the, they would quote a whole chapter trying to tell me how bad I was. You know, these and thou is doesn't, doesn't the Bible say as thou is shouldn't do as thou is this, and thou do as this, thou will go straight to hell? I'm like, no, oh, oh. Did people do you that way? I mean, like, I mean, I mean like, man, they, they tried to freak me out with the Bible. I didn't want nothing to do with that. The thing was bad, man. They told me how bad I was, and it was in the Bible. I didn't know. They said it was in the Bible. I don't know. And they started telling these people, then the book of James. James said, who in the world James? I don't know. I ain't done nothing to James. Okay, never mind. I'm sort of scarred, you can tell, right? So it straightens us out, look, in our lives, it straightens us out and it helps us to do what is right. Helps us do what's right. So here's what I want you to know. God's word is the key, like the key you got to have to start your car. God's word is the key, it's the key to wisdom. And wisdom is the key, like you got to have a key to start your car, is the key to everything else you want in your life. I'm not even joking. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm telling you the truth. Listen, whatever you desire in your life is that you go through God's word, you get wisdom, and when you get wisdom, it helps you get all the things that you want in your life. And the problem is most people don't know where to go to get the stuff they want, and they try all the wrong places. I, you know, most people think God's word is a weight to weigh them down. Like, oh, I ain't reading that Bible. It just takes all the fun out of life. It weighs me down. No, 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 no. God's Word is not a weight to weigh you down. God's Word is wings so that you can fly and go up. You get better. God, I have never had one person come to me in their life and say, oh, I'm just so sorry. I just read the Bible too much. I, I've never had that. I can tell you, you know, in over 22 years being the pastor's church, I've had many people walk in and say, man, I've screwed my life up. I wish I would have known what the Bible says. I, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people tell me that through their lifetime, but not one time did a person say, oh, God's word just put too much on me. Not one time. God's word is not meant to weigh you down. It's meant to take you up. We say this at SEC. You can't do better or be better until you know better. And God's word helps you know better. Here's the one. I got a question for you. We'll move on. Watch this. If God's word is not going to be the determined factor of what's right in your life, then what is? Are you going to wake up every morning, go get the newspaper, and look into the horoscope and say, okay, here's what's going to rule my life today? 
Maybe you're going to go on Facebook and say, okay, this is what's trending on Facebook, so this is going to rule my, rule my life today. Or I put this quote on Facebook. I asked this question on Facebook, and I got 300 likes, so that must be God's will for my life. Are you going to go to God's Word? What, what is it going to be? And we want to lead you. We want to, we want to nudge you toward God's Word. And so here's what I'd like to do. Here's what i got a challenge for you this week, okay? I want to help you get wiser. I want you to wise up. And so what, not rise up, wise up. But when you wise up, you'll rise up. I'm sorry, we still got some bitter Atlanta Falcons fans here. I'm sorry. Watch this. I'm asking you to do something. There's a next step on your connection card. It says this. Proverbs, look what it says. It says, I will do my best to read one chapter of Proverbs daily over the next 31 days. I'm asking you to do that. One chapter a day for 31. Today is the 1st of October. There's 31 days in October. So through this month, you can go from here to here. You got a chance to, you can be ordinary person and you can get smarter. Watch this. You say, Pastor Jeff, you know what? I don't even know where that would be in the Bible. Well, here's what you do. You take the Bible, you open it up right to the middle, and you go right. You just go to the middle of the Bible, take a right, and it's there. You go to, Proverbs, you go to Psalms, it's right after Psalms and Proverbs. And here's another thing that you can do. When I said one chapter a day, some of you just freaked out. Inside, you just went, oh. Freaked out. You know why? Because you've never opened up the Bible, and you think that one chapter is like that book report you had to do. And I just said 31 chapters. You thought about that book you didn't report on. It only had 12 chapters, but it was 200 pages. You're going, oh, I can't read no chapter. No, no, no. A chapter in the Bible maybe takes you three to five minutes at the most. They're real short. It's not like a book report. So I'm telling you, like, I mean, man, you're going to love it because you're like, okay, I'm done. And when you get done, you go, oh, I'm done. Check that. And by the time you get to about week number 20, you go, there are people going to go around you, man, what's wrong with you? You're smarter. What's going on? What you taking, man? You, you, ain't, you ain't as dumb as you used to be. You're doing all them dumb things. See, what it, it helps you get smarter. Okay, so if you'll do that with me. All right, number two, as you write this down, the second thing that we're going to do to get wiser is this. The second thing, how do you get wisdom? Here it is, is do what the Bible says to do. Do what the Bible says to do. We're going to read and listen to God's Word, and we'll do what the Bible says. By the way, if you don't like reading the Bible, there's an app right there we put in your program that you can go, and you can go to that app, and it'll read it to you. So just, just go ahead and do it. Number two, so we said, do what the Bible says to do. Now watch this. Here we go. Would you agree with me that there is a gap between knowing and doing? Would you agree with that? Like it's one thing to say, okay, I know, but it's another thing to do it. It's a gap. Would you, would you know, my parents used to come to me and say, Jeff, Jeff I, why didn't you do that? You know better than that. Don't you know better than that? I didn't know what to say. Yes or no, I was like... What you want me to say to keep him getting in trouble? What, what is it, you know? I don't know. But so anyways, what I want to tell you is that even though I knew what my parents wanted me to do, and I, I, but I didn't do it, so there was a gap right there. And what I want to tell you is that, listen, the gap that we have is knowing what the Bible says and doing it. You know what makes the devil the devil? The devil, will, the devil knows the Bible better than anybody else on planet Earth. He knows the Bible better than anybody else, but he won't be in heaven. You know why? Because he didn't do what it says. So, so if knowing the Bible is not enough, it's not enough just to know it. 
And some people say, well, I know. They think because they hear it that they're doing it. No, no, no. What makes the devil the devil is that he refuses to do anything that God says. Here's what I want to tell you. I struggle myself with details. I have this problem with details. Matter of fact, I'll just put it, tell you the story. Back in the 90s, my son was like three years old. And Rhonda and I, we didn't make a lot of money. And all these little motorized vehicles come out. These little, you know, little Barbie cars, little Batman cars, all that stuff come out, little battery operated. Well, we couldn't afford one of those, but I, we were somewhere, I don't know where, but it was like Kmart or Walmart or somewhere. And we saw this four-wheeler. It was on the shelf, it was in a box, and it was $39. I can tell you that, I can still see the sticker to this day. And so I said, oh, Rhonda, there it is. We grabbed that box, and our son for Christmas is going to have him a motorized vehicle. My, my boy was going to have a motorized vehicle, battery operated. It'd go two and a half miles an hour. Yes, it good. So on Christmas Eve, Santa was coming. So we had to prepare because Santa was coming Christmas morning at 6 a.m. And so on Christmas Eve, we began to prepare to be Santa's helper. And as we started being Santa's helper, what I discovered was that when you buy something that's very inexpensive, when it's cheap, the reason that it's cheap is because it's not some assembly required, it's all assembly required. That means you've got to do everything. And so what I have a tendency to do is I tend to look at the picture. You know what I'm talking about? I, I just look, pull, pull it out. I look at the picture and say, okay, I got it. Rod, we open up that box. I say, okay, got it. Got it right here. Got it right here. All right, no problem, Rod. To see you. Go, go. I got this. And about two hours later, there's steam coming out of my ears. I mean, it's just like, it's coming out, you know. I'm getting mad. And, and, and Rhonda has learned this. She knows when intervention is needed. And when inter- the key words for intervention in our home is this, is when I'm putting something together and I say, where's the hammer? Whenever I ask where the hammer is, she comes in and does an intervention. Oh, oh, here, here's something to drink. Tr- drink, cool off, do something. And she comes in with the instructions. And she says, now, you know what, I, Jeff, I, you know, I don't, you've probably already done this, but this goes right over there. I know where things go. Well, no, no, Jeff, it goes right there. And then she starts with the instructions, with the details, and we get it all together. What I'm telling you is this. Many of you standing here, see, you've heard parts of the Bible, what people have said. And it's like taking a look at the picture and trying to do it without following the details. Jesus picked it up. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said here in Matthew 7, Jesus said, Then everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into what? Into practice is like a what? Wise man, once you start with that, wise man, a wise person who built his house on the, on the rock. Then the rains came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the, on the rock. But he, look what he says. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into what? Practice is like a what? Foolish man or foolish person circled that. Who built this house on the sand, the rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. And it fell with a what? 
Okay, Jesus said this. Jesus said this. Not Jeff. Don't get mad at me. I didn't say this. Jesus said, if you take my word and you put it into practice, you're going to be wise. You're going to be wise. And Jesus said, if you, if you hear my words, if you hear my words and you don't do anything with it, you're going to be a fool. You get to choose. Do I want to be wise? Or do I want to be foolish? You see, what he was really saying was this, is that Anytime that you have information without application, it brings you frustration. And there's many people sitting in this room right here and right now today, right now, that you're saying this. You're, you've tried church before, it didn't work. You tried reading the Bible before, it didn't work. And here's why. It's because you only got the information without the application. And it left you frustration. Today I want to challenge you to step that up. I want to challenge you to take the step. So I have, a, I have a quote coming up on the screen. Let's look at it. Let's read it together because it's so true. Let's read it. You ready? Hearing God's word will challenge my life, but only practicing God's word will change my life. I have two questions for you. Two questions. We're going to move on. What do you already know that the Bible says that you need to start doing? What is that? Before you even read it all, what is, what is it already? You already know, okay, I really need the Bible. According to the Bible, I need to start this. What is it? And then here's the second question. What is it that you already know that the Bible says that you need to stop doing? In order that you may get wisdom, you may go up. So what is it? What is the Bible saying that you need to start doing? And here's what I want to tell you. If you know that already, that's coming to your mind right now, then here's what I want to share. Do it today. Don't be foolish any longer. Do it today. And if there's something that you know that comes to your mind that you need to stop doing, that you, you've been wrestling with, you know according to the Bible you should stop doing this, then my friend, stop doing it. Because it's just holding you down. You cannot fly. It's pinning your wings to your side. And you were not meant to be a chicken who walks around with your head down all the time. You were meant to be an eagle that soars high above the storms and the difficulties. Let yourself loose today. Be freed. Be freed. So I have, a, I have something to help you take that next step. And that is this on this connection card. It says this. It says, I will do my best to come to the rest of this series. For the next six weeks, why? So that you can get better. You can't know better or you can't be better, do better, you know better. We want to help you take that. Over the next six weeks, we want to take the weights off of you and let you fly and be the person that God created you to be. Number three, would you write this down? How do I get wisdom? We said the first thing we do is we read and listen to God's word. The second thing we do is we, we do what the Bible says to do. And the third thing is we get to know God. Get to know God. Now, I want to take you right to the wisest thing, the wisest man that ever lived. I want to take you right to what he said, okay? The wisest man who ever lived. Proverbs, look what it is. Proverbs 9 and 10. It's, it's on your outline. It says this. Respect and obey who? The Lord. This is the beginning of all sorrow. Is that what it says? What does it say? It's the beginning of what? Of wisdom, that's right, getting to know God. And watch this. To have understanding, let's read what's underlined. You ready? You must know the holy. Okay. Here's my question Do you know God? That's the question. Do you know God? 
Now, I'm not talking about do you know about God. There's a lot of people that I know about, I've read about, but I don't know them. I, I know about them, but I don't know them. You know, the question is, do you know God? Today, that, that uh, you know, when the power went out, that lady stepped up with the mic and said, hey, everybody turn around, shake someone's hand while we're waiting on the power to come back on. That was my wife. Her name is Rhonda. You know, she sang that last song. So here's what I'm telling you. So now you know who she is. My wife's Rhonda. Who's my wife? Rhonda. Who is it? Rhonda. Rhonda, that's right. That's my wife. You know my wife now. Hey, you might not know. That's it. Now, she may not claim me, but I'm telling you who she is. She's Rhonda. Now you know Rhonda, right? You know. You know who my wife is. You know Rhonda. You don't know her. <laughs> I've been married to her 30, 30 years. I know her. I can tell you this about her. You know, I know her. I don't just know her. You just, you just know about her. You know about her, but you don't know her. I know her. I know this. I know that when she leans over in the kitchen and her shirt tail pulls up about that far on her back and there's skin shining and I take a piece of ice that's in my hand and I lay it right there on the small of her back, I can tell you I better duck because she's going to have a reaction that's going to try to give me a black eye. So the other question is, why do you do it, Jeff? I don't know. I don't know. I know her. I know, I know her. I know at Christmas time and at birthday time, I, when she opens that gift, I, I know before she says anything if it's going back or not. I know. She has this little thing. She can't help it. She just can't. Her lip just goes, it just quivers a little bit. Nobody else knows me. I know. As soon as she, she tries to open it and say, oh, this is so wonderful, but her lip's going, you know. I go, it's going back. I know her. I know her. I know that when we, when we leave a restaurant, I say, hey, how'd you like this? She says, well, that wasn't my favor, favorite. I know we're never coming back there again. I know, like, never pull the par car in this parking lot again, and we, we ain't coming back here. I know her. Now, how do you get to know God that way? How do you get to, that's the question that many people are asking. How do I get to know God that way? Because we should know God that way. I know God. And here's the answer. The way you get to know God is you get to know Jesus. Do you understand? Do you understand that's the whole purpose of Jesus coming? Jesus, why did, why did God send Jesus to earth? Because God got a bad rap, right? I mean, every time you read the Bible, God shows up, either somebody, it's either somebody's great day or bad day, right? I mean, either they're going to have a great day or they dying. And so everybody's like, God had a bad reputation. And so God said, I want you to know what, what I'm really like. So God sent Jesus to the earth, and Jesus was God with skin on. And so Jesus, you know, when you look and read the Bible, what Jesus did, Jesus didn't kill people for making mistakes. Matter of fact, Jesus walked up on someone one day, and they'd had a sin issue, and everybody was ready to kill them. And Jesus said, oh, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. You're not going to kill her? No. I'm going to forgive her. And some of you right now think that God, you know, you had the Bible thumper in your family. God, there for you. And some of you got that, you got that mindset right now that, that God's after you. I can tell you, listen, read about Jesus. And Jesus doesn't say, God, he's not after you to get you, to hurt you, to harm you. God's after you to set you free. Jesus said, I, I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. Not that I'm ready to kill you, take you out of here, and you mess up one time and you're wiped out. 
Now we get to know God through Jesus. It's through Jesus we get to know God and we see who he is. And how is God even on the cross when people had, had spit on him and people had beat him to death, put a crown of thorn on his head, stretched him out on the cross. And the last thing he said was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is Jesus. Do you know God? Do you know God? How do you know him? Through Jesus. And Jesus, speaking for the Father, this is what he says in Matthew 11. This is what Jesus said. Look at, look at the first three words on this, in this verse. Look what, let's read them out loud. You ready? Let's read them. Come to me. Do you hear that? Do you, do you hear it? Do you hear it? Do you, come, come to me. That's Jesus. Jesus said that because he's just like the Father, and that's what the Father says. I want you to come to me. Don't, don't run anymore. Don't, don't run. Come to me. Come to me. And look what he says will happen. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and that's a lot of people in this room today. Oh, just so burdened. And I will give you rest, not another burden. He goes on to say, look at, the, look at the next phrase. He says, take my what? Yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Now, yoke, I didn't know, like, listen, when I started reading the Bible, I was like, okay, I don't know what a yoke is, but so I read that, hey, take my yoke, because that means he's going to choke. Is he going to choke me? Is that what it means? Is that yoke and choke? I don't know. What, is, what does it mean? And I discovered what it meant. It's like, you know, two oxen in the field that are pulling a plow have a, a, a wooden thing around their shoulders. It's called a yoke. And what it does, it makes them share the load so they can pull together. And Jesus said, this, Jesus said, when you come with me, what he's saying is, I want you to come to me. I want you to partner with me. And when you partner with me, you're going to find out that I'll pull about 90% of the load. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's light because I'm going to do a lot of the work for you. Partner with me. And then the next thing he says is this. Look. He says, take my yoke upon you and what? Learn from me. Learn from me. Come to me, partner with me, learn from me. That's wisdom. Come to me, partner with me, and learn from me. He goes on to say, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your what? Souls. That's Jesus. That's God speaking through Jesus today. What does he want me to do? In order to have wisdom, I get to know God. And when I get to go, no, he says, you've got to come to me, partner with me, and learn from me. And you're going to have everything you need to be equipped for life. I want you to do something with me. I want everybody to take your program, please. Everybody, take this out. And at the bottom of your program, there's a prayer that we call the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want all of us to read this together today. All of us. You ready? Let's read it together. Here we go. Let's read it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Please help me to turn from my sins and do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the step to come to me. I want to tell you this. There's two words that I said that changed my life. I had no, I had no idea of the implications of these two words. I said them and I had no idea what I was saying. 
I stood before that lady, Rhonda, 30 years ago. Now, if you're doing the math, that means we were five when we did that, all right? I stood before her and I said, I do. I had no clue. I had no clue what that meant. The implications of that over the last 30 years, I had no idea. And I'm going to tell you, it is, the majority of it has been for good. But I had no idea when I said that. There's two words that some, many of you in this room need to say today that you have no idea the implications that it's going to have on your life for the good. And that is this. Are you ready? Are you listen here. There's two words. Save me. Save me. I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. I just need you to save me. And you don't know how, you don't know what, you have no idea the implications, but it will change your life forever. So today, we read that prayer, and if that was you, you just say, save me. And all I'm going to ask you to do, I'm not going to ask you to come forward, raise your hand, I'm not going to ask you to do anything like that. It's just on the back of this card, it says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower today. And that means if you said, save me, God, that's you. Just check that box so we can pray for you. That's it. Would you stand with me now and let me pray with you? Today, I want to pray a blessing over you. Can I just tell you something before I pray? I love you. I know some of you are our guests today, but I just want you to know I love you. And God loves you today. And if you can just walk into that trust, let me pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus, I ask you, Father, that you will reach down now by the power of your hand. And you will do, Lord, what you've asked, Lord, and that is save me. And I remember saying those words, God, years ago. And I had no idea I'd be standing here at this point. I had no idea what would happen in my life. But God, you have turned it for my good. And there's people right now, God, that just need to open up their hearts and they just need to trust. I know they've heard it before. I know they have questions, oh God. I know they have doubts. I know they have concerns, oh God. But today we're just going to say, God, I just trust you. I trust you with my family. I trust you, God, with my marriage. I trust you, oh God, with college. I trust you, oh God, with high school and middle school. I trust you. I trust you, oh God, with our country. I trust you. God, as we say that today, Lord, would you just fill our lives with the closeness of your Holy Spirit and your love right now. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.